Hello, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, a bi-weekly podcast where we take one look at a story or apparently adventure game. Uh, This week, we took a look (laughs) at a game called Dropsy. Dropsy was a game developed by Tendershoot and a Jolly Corpse, published by Devolver Digital Games. It was released on 9-10-2015. For some reason, I'm having trouble figuring out. That's September, right? Yeah, that's That's September September 10th. I'm off my game already. Uh, mm. About $10, and it came out on PC, OS, Linux, iOS, and Android. Um, so for those of you that don't know, real quick, this is a game about uh, basically a circus clown. You play as a circus clown, so figured we'd open it up a little soft. Uh, Duncan, have you ever you ever been to a circus before? You, uh, you forgot to introduce me. We don't have names. We're incorporeal beings. I didn't introduce myself either because we don't exist as podcast. My name's Duncan, by the way. I knew something didn't feel right. Just tuning in now. God, (laughs) such an asshole. But um, I'm I'm Alex also, by the way. I didn't like, it wasn't on you. I just didn't introduce us. Well, your name doesn't matter. I feel like it'd be better if we were mystery men. It might be. I've never been to a circus, though. Um... I've, like, been near a circus before. Like, I walk past it and be like, oh, cool. Like, can we go there? And, like, either, like, my parent or whoever was with me, my current legal guardian, was like, nah, nah, let's keep going. Uh, so I've never been to a circus. How about you? Uh, I've walked past a number of circuses, but also, I've, I've, I don't know. I have a vague childhood memory of going to a circus, mm. but I'm pretty confident that didn't actually happen. Like, I'm pretty sure I made that up. <laughs> I've maybe been to like uh, maybe I've been to some sick Cirque du Soleil. You ever been to a Cirque du Soleil? No, I've never been. Never been what? to one of those either. I'd count that as a circus too, but I've never been. I uh, I don't know, man. That's like that's some next level shit. Yeah, I really want to go. I just I don't know. They're like it, doing they're doing like Avatar Live here, by the way. Avatar Did you Live. See that? Yeah, what Avatar the, the 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 movie James Cameron movie, right? The, Not the Airbender. The blue one. the blue people. Okay, the worst. Yeah, they're doing like you. a live Cirque du Soleil like version of that, where like people are dressed as the blue aliens and they're like dancing around. And I, I, I only saw it on a billboard, so I don't really know the details. But fuck, yeah. we should. That sounds dope as hell. We should go. Like, like, we should totally go. I will fly out to wherever <laughs> that is. Check that shit out. Cirque du Soleil's awesome, man. They're all doing like flips and shit. And mm-hmm. I saw one where they made a flying machine, and that was pretty cool. Ooh. Was so, it like was it like a um like incredible machine style flying machine where it's like it was like pedaled by someone on a bicycle and like flies up it and it's got definitely like was it Whoa, was awesome. awesome pretty sure it wasn't actually flying I think there may have been strings but I did not see them so <sighs> the illusion was completely successful on me how old were you sixteen no fourteen uh, somewhere between twelve and fourteen that's a good age to be to like look at that kind of stuff yeah. and, and, and like not fully understand it but like be able to retain it enough to remember it in your your future life right cool you, long Were story there... short go see circus la man this yeah, shit is cash i saw cool. it i've actually seen three of them so i'm like pretty fucking cultured dang uh yeah. were there any clowns there ah <laughs> uh, they do I, clowns i feel like there were some clowns i think there was a clown in the first one i saw hmm. and maybe the other two okay all right are, are you afraid of clowns no, I I'm pretty cool with clowns, but 
also clowns are kind of innately creepy, I feel like. Yeah. I mean I don't know. What what what, what about you? What are you what are your thoughts on clowns? What I used to be like absolutely terrified of clowns, like I'd scream, run. I mean I only saw like two or three clowns <laughs> in my life, like it, it was just always like a freaky thing to me when I was a kid, but then as I grew up I'm like, meh, it doesn't really bother me that much. I Where feel like you see in clowns if you've never been to a circus. They were like at like a fair or two. I wouldn't really qualify fairs as circuses, like the guys who make balloons or like, you know, that kind of that kind of yeah, stuff. Like they've got their totally own different. sidebar. Yeah. I don't think that's really a circus. But right. no freak shows or anything like that. Speaking of freak show, have you seen American Horror Story Freak Show? I haven't seen American Horror Story anything. Oh, okay. Well they try and do like a like a clown uh person to make you scared and it just it just didn't work for me on any level so like that's the last clown thing i saw and it just like didn't work for me at all so maybe maybe the new um pennywise will scare the shit out of me but i also don't know what that is oh keep dropping this shit you don't know you know what it is it oh yeah yeah they're making a new one that's oh yeah shit i've actually also never seen it oh Oh, it's it's a good movie you should watch it I you know it's like scary though isn't it? Yeah, it's very. And scary. I'm like the thing about me and scary is that no, it's, it's like very no. much no. It's the yes for me. I like scary things. So. Uh see, I like sleeping, so <laughs> that doesn't work. Yeah. Well, would you be afraid of Dropsy? Uh is he trying to hug me? Yeah, of course. Then He's fuck trying to yeah. hug everyone. I'm afraid of any stranger that tries to hug me. <laughs> That's just like good instinct, man. Yeah. I mean, so for those of you who don't know who Dropsy <laughs> is, he's like he's you're the main character you play in this game called Dropsy. Um he's an illiterate, happy clown, so he can't hear other people. Every word that would come into your like, you know, typically come into your ear would be like rah, 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 or rah, kinda kinda like the peanuts or whatever. Is yeah. that how they sounded? Uh, yeah. I think it was how the adults sounded in Portland. Well, yeah, of course. Because the kids sounded like voices. <laughs> yeah. It would be cool if Dropsy could only talk to kids. But it seems that, like he can only talk to his animals. That's true. If he could only talk to kids, I think the game would have been difficult due to the drastic lack of children anywhere. Yeah. There's only like three or two. Three, Anyways. Any? Um, yeah, there's the girl with the flower, and then oh, the kid shit, who yeah, screams right. when he sees you in the beginning, who I wish I could have found and made amends with. He's really <sighs> scared of me. Oh, yeah, anyways, so the, he's, like, he's like pretty large clown, uh, got a white, white painted face with red lips, uh, yellow eyes, yellow teeth, kind of weird looking, pretty bizarre looking. At first glance, he kind of freaks me out, like, but as I played him and how this, like, happy and nice he is to other people, it, like, really got me going through the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Imagine like the most standard looking clown and then make his head slightly more round and get rid of any crazy, crazy hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and make him sound. <laughs> that was a really good dropsy. Was it? I've been that was like fucking spot on. Sweet. Dude, I'm going to have to take that sample and like send it to a, send it to a Jolly Corpse or Tender Shoot or whoever does that and, and apply yeah. for the DLC voice of dropsy. I'm gonna guess they're probably just gonna use like the voice of Dropsy for that. But... <laughs> Dropsy, you two? know, maybe Dropsy two, the sequel, I, the prequel, I, the prequel. <laughs> yeah, maybe that sounds right. That might make sense. Anyways, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you got a good picture, of Dropsy. Um, the this this beginning of the plot kind of explains in a cutscene that 
he was performing in a circus with his father and mother and um there are a lot of people watching all this good stuff happening and uh he his mother goes to do an act and people of the town think that a cigar was dropped on the ground and it caught fire to the tent and they kind of blame dropsy for it but it's never really confirmed in the like in that opening cutscene, if it really was dropsy that dropped it but <laughs> dropsy mm. dropped <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah so everyone in the town kind of blames him for this so you awake a couple months later and you're you know you're beginning the mechanics of like being able to uh hug these people like you know these creatures or like animals or stuff like that to make amends with people that like kind of think of you as a bad person so um like for example i i think it's interesting uh sorry to like cut you off in the middle but like this this whole game's like a hug venture as as they call it and they do not do a very good job of making it clear that the people dislike you because they think that you accidentally killed your mother in the circus fire. That's I feel true. like I would not have understood that if not for watching the trailer before the game. And I wonder if that's intentional. It could be. I also think that, like, because there's a couple things, like, one or two of the th- uh, people that you walk up to initially before you just, like, automatically click them, like, if you stand there for a while or, like, stand in front of them, they'll do, oh, by the way, uh, very important little blurb of information for those of you who don't know about the game. The whole game has no text. It's all pictures because Dropsy's illiterate, so he doesn't understand words. Uh, there's no text like if if you were to read a billboard, no text. It's it's this like garbled language that doesn't look like real language. Yeah, when people give you a quest, you just see a picture of what they're asking for and hear a bunch of... Uh... Yeah, like, like we said. Yeah, so... um. If you wait long enough, they do show, like, Dropsy with little devil horns, and then sometimes they'll show, like, a little, like, you know, uh, uh, like, angry-looking scrape or whatever you want to call it. So, Mm. I think, I think Ah, they make it, they don't make it clear that he's angry for, they're angry for you killing your mom. I think they're just angry that you set the tent ablaze. I'm guessing if you set a fire to a tent, there are probably some people who got injured or killed. I mean, your mom, chief amongst well, them. Well, I mean, other than just her. You know what I mean? Maybe. Maybe. They don't really Maybe. give you enough information. No, they really don't. But Oh, that just made sense. I wonder, because <laughs> in the middle of your, in the middle of these, like, uh, days, there's, like, a day-night cycle, and sometimes you can go to sleep to change the days. If you fall asleep at home, you have a dream. And one of the dreams, there's, like, separate tombstones um, with really, like, faint ghosts above Hmm. them and one of them there's a costume shop owner whose like wife clearly died and like he's upset Mm. about it and he like sits by her grave every night and you can find a pocket watch with like an old pocket watch with him and her in it and if you give it to him then he's like oh thanks man and he gives you a hug like and you make amends i wonder if you killed his wife because he really doesn't like you he like makes a sign dedicated to keeping you out of the store (laughs) Did we did we clarify that this is an adventure game? We did that at the top, right? I think. Yeah, it's a point and click right. hug venture. Yeah. Yay. Just like the days of old. Yeah. It's it's mo it's most traditional. Not like um the fall. The fall is like I think a pretty non traditional point and click mm. adventure game where this is Action like Action Adventure. Yeah, this is very point and click adventure game. A la Monkey Island or King's Quest, whatever you want to call. Mm. Sierra games. Good old days. Oh, good old days. 
I have absolutely no reverence for those games. But good I, old I days. I don't either, but I can still go good old days. Uh, <sighs> did you ever anyway. like, have an adventure game that you played as a kid that was just like so mystifying to you, even though you didn't like? You're like, oh, this is like my favorite game. I feel like I may have had. Uh, what the hell was the name of those? I, I think I had, I had an this. adventure game based on Fisher Price toys. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Not no 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 like the like the castle guys and little pirate dudes. Oh, I fucking love those. Those I things were those. the shit. Oh my god. Ugh. I spent so much time playing with those as a kid. Oh man, best day of my life is when I got chicken pox and my mom bought me like a full set. Wow. Yeah, that's not that's awesome. I mean, maybe not the best day of my life, but fuck, I played with a lot of Fisher Price castle dudes. Fuck, what were we talking? Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I played um. I played Myst when I was like twelve or thirteen, Jesus. and I thought I was like, I thought I was like really edgy and cool because I'm like, oh, I'm playing this like really hard adventure game that like nobody knows about, and like, but I was so bad at it, I like didn't, I didn't like figure out one puzzle. So I was like, I'm walking around this island, it's super cool. I probably figured out like two or three, but uh, not yeah, enough. That's, that's something. It it like introduced me to the the style of game that's like, and I think maybe this will we'll take a break from talking about the story to talk about this point is like of being able to play a game and just be like okay with just being in the world and not having to be frustrated by the puzzles or like you know what mm. i mean of just like absorbing the world as a whole and not worrying about making progression and just kind of like walking around were you were you able to do that or was like the frustration of um uh of the puzzles cuz some of the puzzles in this game were pretty hard to figure out like what to click on what did that draw you out uh i definitely so i i am i think different in the way that i play games than you mm -hmm. are uh, in that i i can really enjoy being in that world but if the puzzles are like i feel a constant pull to be doing the next thing so if the puzzles are really difficult and i'm frustrated that does overshadow my ability to actually enjoy just the time i'm spending in the world and i think that was definitely the case with certain parts of dropsy where it's like well i have no idea what to do and i've got these items and i have to like i think i have an idea so i'm gonna walk to the other end of the map that's like five minutes of my time and then i was wrong so i'm gonna walk back which is another five minutes and i started to get pretty frustrated pretty quickly when those moments hit yeah um i think i think there's a big difference in the style that we both played the game um in the sense that because <clears throat> i played this game before we decided to play it for the podcast mm. and there was like unlimited time to play so it was a world that I could just dip into and kind of just swim around for a while, have some fun and fun with it, uh, get to know the characters, get to talk around with them, even though it wasn't something that I like felt like some some playthroughs I'd play for like a half an hour. And I just I'm like, well, I didn't figure anything out, but whatever. And mm -hmm. um, but I think when and even this, I even felt this like resonating when I was playing it for the podcast because I started from the beginning again, is that um, I felt like I didn't have time to really enjoy the details of the world and like sit down and think about stuff or like figure it out. Um, and I think the pressure of like being like, Oh, I, I should really finish this soon so I can give the time to reflect on it, put pressure on the game. That made mm -hmm. me feel like I had to, you know, wrap it up. It's definitely, it's definitely a different feeling when you're playing a game like for a purpose, as opposed to just playing it, you know, yeah. for the fuck of it. Cause you're right. Like totally uh, sitting there like, 
Tuesday night playing Uncharted 4 and being like, this game's done. I should really be playing Dropsy. Fuck. And then sitting down <laughs> with Dropsy the next day and being like, all right, I have to play this until I'm basically done with it. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, if you get frustrated, it's not like, oh, I'll just put it down and come back later, which I definitely advocate for doing. It's, oh, I'll just, well, fuck, I guess, I don't know. Fuck this game. I'm going to power through it. And then you do it because, you know, you sack up and you got a podcast to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so throughout the like throughout the game there's like a couple of different interesting puzzles um you get like three animals to help you it's a dog rat and bird so the dog can dig things up the rat can fit into small places and the bird can fly Uh, you get them through kind of different like little quest lines and stuff like that but um that's basically the the way you do a lot of your puzzles is just kind of switching between the four and uh or just picking up items and trying to figure out where they go or who to give them to to go to where uh you know yeah i think it's pretty clear if anyone's ever played an adventure game if you haven't that's that's pretty much all it is is picking up items dragging them onto other things trying to figure out where they go etc um all so you can get people to hug you yeah that's just that's like real life <laughs> just like real life so throughout so you kind of the the world opens up to you pretty fast where they make you do like a really basic couple of puzzles but then they open up the world to you and they let you explore it um it's pretty open quest to just be like oh i want to help out this person or i want to help out this person they keep it relatively easy to not feel like you can't do a specific quest line at the time there's a couple i feel like that it's like oh you just can't do this one yet but most of them are pretty easy to just pick up and you can figure it out yeah and the game does a a semi-decent job of guiding you toward uh like hey this is the next big quest and in that you get you know the things you're looking for so whenever you do get frustrated you have like oh i don't know why this dude's not letting me buy a cd fuck it i'm gonna go help this guy who's sick and it it gives you an out unless you're frustrated on the story puzzle in which case you don't really have an out you're just like i don't know fuck it i'm gonna go get people to hug me because that's a good stress relief i guess (laughs) yeah um so after a couple of those open uh quests that i did i just you know then i got back on track on the main story your clown father has fallen ill and um he's just green and laying on a bed real sick real sad uh doesn't look like you can afford money for medicine so you walk over to this um corporation that's you you see throughout the game they do food medicine they do circuses they they're kind (laughs) of just like the embodiment of capitalism yeah they're just like a big big corporation you walk in they're very they got like tvs everywhere they have these weird food stuffs everywhere but Dropsy, un- well, see, it's it's weird because I can't say, like, Dropsy concludes that he has to steal the medicine because it's just, like, <laughs> I don't think he concludes anything. You just kind of, like, control yeah. him, um, which is interesting. <laughs> but uh, you break in at night and uh, steal this medicine, give it back to your dad, and um, he grows sicker. I guess the medicine didn't work out very well, but mm-hmm. the, the S-Corp guy... That's the name of the corporation, by the way. It just says S and then Corp, so I'm. That's just what we're gonna call it. And yeah. this guy comes out who's in a black tie, you know, suit, sunglasses, very like Men in Blacky, and he presents himself as Men in Blacky. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Was well, that? that's not the best, but you know what? It's good. 
Sure. And we can let's yeah let's come up with a better name for him actually because I don't want to just keep calling him Mister Escort. Let's uh we like well, Scorpion. We call him Scorpion. He kind of looks Scorp. like Mister Scorp. Mister Scorp. He's like he runs the medicine company. He looks kind of like a douche. We could call him like uh Martin Shkreli. We could do that just like off the top of my head. That's just it's, a random name. Or we could just call him Hitler. We. <laughs> No, let's not, because that's too much. Yeah, it's it's way too much. I think we can just go with Mr. Scorp. Yeah, Mr. Scorp's fine. I need, to, sc- reel, I need to reel myself back there. The Scorp Dog. Scorp Dog. All so right. Scorp Dog comes in, uh, and he wants to help your father come back from, from the illness. Uh, he sees that you stole the medicine and is like, well, you know, I- I'll help you out because I think you're a cool guy. For some reason. We don't really know why. It, the story is so hard to convey through just these couple of pictures where mm. I think you're left to draw a lot of your own assumptions, which is something I think we can talk about later. Uh, but for now, I'll just kind of uh, mull through the rest of this. Uh, so, Mr. Scorp... Mr. Wait, Scorp Bro? Scorp Dog Millionaire. Scorp Dog Millionaire tells you that you should come back to his circus that he's building. Uh, <laughs> and he wants you to kind of like do an audition with your animals. Uh, so you go over there, do your audition. You show off your mad, mad clown skills. It's it's really impressive what he does. He's yeah, got. He, I mean, he stands on a ball. He stands on a ball. He's got his dog balancing on his head, right? I thought he was holding like something the dog was balancing oh, on. Yeah, he's holding a unicycle that the dog is riding, which is already mm. insane to have a dog riding a unicycle. That's true. That's a dog more than it is Dropsy, though. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the bird is like flying through a hoop continuously, which I don't think is that impressive. That's the worst of them. <laughs> I don't even remember what the the bird's doing. just literally doing what evolution let it do. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. What was the rat doing? I don't fucking. I don't the rat was like balancing something on its nose. Maybe. Oh yeah, the the rat's balancing a ball on its nose. Oh cool, I was right. Dank. And um, <laughs> so Mr. Scorp Bro Millionaire. Very impressed by your skills, and uh, is like, hey, you should really show your act to the world, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna help you out. And then right when you're like, cool, the dog flows off into the distance, and he gets lost in a the like conveyor belt of food because he's he wants to pee on a thing that looks like a fire hydrant and gets trapped in a conveyor belt of food, gets sent on a mine cart, and that becomes your new objective. This portion of the game is, like, all puzzle-heavy. It's really long. I'm not going to go over the details. But you eventually, you go to a mining facility that's really creepy. Kind of has some interesting origins. It looks like there was, like, slavery happening here. Mm-hmm. But the mine was working for S-Corp. So it just makes S-Corp look a lot more sketchy. Um, Sketchcorp. Sketchcorp. Sketchcorp millionaire <laughs> dog slum. Sketchcorp millionaire dog slum. <laughs> Nice. And That's quality podcast work. Super quality. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, uh, when you rescue your dog, you go back and Mr. Escort Millionaire is like, all right, awesome. Let's let's see the act tomorrow. Mr. Dropsy, you go to bed, <laughs> wake up the next day, and you see all these posters of like total slander, just like absolutely um uh, tarnishing the dropsy name it's got like gasoline and like a scythe fire and and absolutely yeah. evil and at this point we're gonna cut it off because this is my 
me and Alex had a conversation about this relatively lengthy. I think that the majority of the game is played under this precursor that this is Dropsy and this is who you know that he's this clown, everything like that. But that notion changes by the end of this game. And we wanted, I wanted to have discussion questions and then we'd reveal the ending and kind of discuss that. So with that said, um, have you ever played a character like Dropsy in a video game? Um, I'm, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no because I don't think I've ever played a clown in any video game ever. <laughs> and I definitely have not played a clown that couldn't understand people. Yeah. I definitely think the game... I, I give the game some serious props for doing that. I don't think it's uncommon to say that the majority of protagonists you're going to play in any video game are going to be like 25 to 35 white males that yeah. are usually clever and or <clears throat> deeply disturbed that's just kind of <laughs> how it goes yeah with the, so, with the box with the box brown hair whether oh, yeah. it's up a little bit or down it's it's mm-hmm. always a box dude yeah it's you know and they've got they've got a dark past but they're also on top of things and they can't die and they're usually in really good shape and <laughs> Dropsy is none of those things. <laughs> Dropsy's a morbidly obese, bald clown who can't read or listen to people. <laughs> so Dropsy's like a little bit different than the, yeah. the average character that I would play. Uh, yeah. Which I think is really cool. Again, I give the game uh, mad props for for Same. doing that. Um, I don't. I th- I'm curious to see how if this was like a AAA game. How that meeting would have went when they oh, were like, you're going to play a clown that also can't understand people and is fat, and the only thing he wants to do is hug. Uh, and then, you know, by the time Dropsy was released, he's got like two AK-47s, and he's like oh, burning yeah. down the town, and he's yeah. got babes all over him. Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine Dropsy with his two wavily non-finger arms around two babes just like being like, the <laughs> You know what I mean? You're like, really good at dropsy. <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm, really good at that. I'm flexing my dropsy muscles. Damn, it's showing, man. You've been working those out. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so no, I, I definitely. <laughs> you're flexing in real life. I hate you. I hate <laughs> you so much. Um, but no, I, I have definitely not played any character that he was was even relatively close to what dropsy tried to convey. Yeah, and that's really cool. That's one. That's probably one of my favorite parts about the game is just like the uniqueness of player characters, and I don't think that's something that because the notion. I feel like that a lot of the notions with current like modern games is that you're you should be able to put yourself in the character's shoes mm-hmm. because you want to be that character. Um, you know, you know, a la uh, character creation or just making the character as like blank slate as possible or as general looking as possible Mm. i think we've had a lot of takeaway from like the characters who are like unique and cool um and i mean that not to say that all characters are like that but like you said like the 20 to 30 percent feels like we're getting a lot of like generic care like like the Mm. Ezio's and the fucking well not Ezio himself but whoever the guy is that's Ezio outside of the animatronic for Assassin's Creed like that guy's always so boring and like stupid totally somebody hit like safe randomize on the sims and then that was what they decided to go with (laughs) safe do they have a safe randomize (laughs) no that's not a thing but you knew what I meant so I'm gonna call it a win uh yeah no yeah totally I think that's that's again something really interesting I, I respect the game for trying it because even like 
I consider myself somebody who is willing to try new games and is interested in new games and I have the time to actually play them, which a lot of people don't. So even my reaction when looking at the game and you talking about it was like, I don't know if I really want to do that. Like, I don't want to play a fucking weird ass clown. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, that's my reaction. When I tell people about this game in real life, the reaction is just like, Oh, what the fuck are you talking about? What dark corner (laughs) of video games are you meddling in? Uh, so again, that's that's really cool that this game decided to go there, and I do think you get you know you can take quite a bit away from that, like you said. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with that. Totally. Uh, we did forget to mention one point in the story. Oh no! Uh, the most important point in the story, which is <gasps> that at one point you get to uh, solve a puzzle where there is a bouncer outside of a club, <laughs> and the way that you solve that puzzle is by giving him attempting to give him a hug, and you end up fist bumping him, and he lets you into the club. Uh, and pretty much the only thing you can do in that club is walk into the dance floor, interact with it, and then he, like, twerks his heart out. Oh, that twerk, though. Can we talk about the soul that was put into that twerk? Whoever animated that, if you hear this, I, I love you. <laughs> that that moment, like, that's when I realized that I, like, fell in love with that game. I, by the way, guys, I really like this game. Uh, <laughs> if you can't tell already. Um, like, I, I just love just the random humor that comes out of it. And random in a good way. Where, like, when I clicked on that dance floor, I expected him to, like, shrug his shoulders. Because, like, I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to need an item to put on here. He's going to have to put on his, like, dancing shoes or something stupid like that. But he just, he just, he just puts that booty in the air and he goes to town. It's, it's awesome. A, it's a powerful twerk. It's I'll give it that. powerful twerk. you can also give the homeless guy which i think this is a yeah you can give the homeless guy money who's outside you give him like a quarter and he's like sweet and he walks into the club and he just has a martini i'm like is this supposed to be like some social commentary or like what really felt like some social commentary that was maybe not the most finely handled no I mean, also, who's buying martinis with a quarter? I want to live in that town. Yeah. I actually don't want to live in that town because it's tiny. The whole town is like four <laughs> screens, but also there's like apartment complexes and there's a costume shop. There's no grocery store, but there's a costume shop in the town. <laughs> there's a costume shop, club, church, music place, um, ch- another church. A hospital hospital there's a giant corporation two circuses <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird demographic it's a bizarre demographic um uh, so did the lack of dialogue in the game enhance or detract from the story and the characters so like the fact that you couldn't hear any hear, like read text of someone being like i want you to go to the mine and find your dog or do you think it was more powerful for and interesting for you to see like like the dog in a minecart looking sad and then dropsy like feet like walking towards it you know what i mean mm-hmm. i i definitely think it was more interesting this way uh, mm-hmm. there's i'm a huge advocate of well written video games and dialogue that really expresses characters but i think this was a really cool way to 
convey a lot of different things about the game like the fact that mm-hmm. dropsy couldn't understand people uh really lets you kind of get into the way that he is viewing the world because all you get is general ideas of what people want and general emotions um i think it it did have its downsides on certain times when like maybe a picture wasn't as clear as you wanted so you couldn't tell yeah. exactly what was trying to happen here and like there were definitely characters where it's like oh i don't really understand what's going on with you so i feel (laughs) no attachment to you but i know enough to figure out the puzzle but it was super it was really interesting for sure yeah i i can pretty i can i can agree with you on a lot of that but i think because i'm i'm just gonna be a heavy advocate for this game i think (laughs) the fact that you can't understand them that well like of being like this picture isn't clear enough for me to really understand the story it finally bridges upon like i i just really can't figure this out and that's part of the puzzle is like imagine you're like put yourself in dropsy's squishy squeaky shoes and imagine (laughs) that um that someone is just talking at you and you vaguely understand what they mean because you're like you can kind of get it but like you, you're just trying to help them out, and you just see this like very like you're like mm, I I see that you you might want money or or is that a <laughs> is that a bottle cap uh, maybe <laughs> like yeah in that like transition of like visual um misunderstanding along with his audible understanding because it's almost impossible to give us the audible un- misunderstanding because mm-hmm. if you just had him we walk up and he was like could it you getting a I'd be like, oh, that's terrible. But like giving mm-hmm. me this kind of like, oh, is that a quarter? Is that a bottle cap? What do you want? Like, you know, so I think that adds a lot to the game, but I can also understand how it added to the frustration and like kind of took you out of the story or like made the characters seem less de- attachable. Hmm. I mean, did you ever feel like there's there's one particular character that stuck out or maybe two in my mind that stuck out. Uh, there's like a pair of girls sitting in front of an apartment complex mm-hmm. And the thought bubbles that come in front of their head, one of them is, has, like, a knight in shining armor and a bouquet of roses, and the other one just has what looks like someone smoking, like, a fat J. Yeah, and... <laughs> that looks like, it looks like a... Fat. <laughs> Weed. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm so fucking stupid. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, my my issue with that was like, you know, I gave roses to the girl who had the roses above her head, and she was happy. But that, like, I it didn't really like. I didn't get into that character. I didn't feel anything for that character. I didn't yeah. like. Do you feel like you actually got to understand and care for the characters without any dialogue at all, or do you? Um, I mean. I mean, again, I think it's not necessarily just the lack of dialogue, but also your minimal interactions with these characters without right. getting any dialogue on top of that. They just felt like they didn't feel like characters. They felt like puzzle pieces. Yeah. Um. So for those two characters in specific and a couple other characters, I'll I'll put my chips in and agree with you on that one. So like um, those two girls are those are pretty like side like. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I just found the rose and like the other one you see her which I think is kind of bullshit. You see her later, like you eventually help out these uh this band who's like we can't find someone who wants to play our music, but take our cassette tape and then you bring it to the to the cassette owner or the music shop guy and he's like, "Wow, this is awesome." and has him 
play at their record shop and mm-hmm. the girl who the, the fat weed rip um, <laughs> wants one of the guy's signatures later so it's yeah. kind of like i feel like they shouldn't have had her in the front because i spent a lot of time trying to find her like a cigarette or mm. a fat J or anything like that yeah it, it, it i yeah that was i think that was maybe some of my disconnect was also yeah. like i don't get your puzzle like i don't get why you exist right now yeah other than the fucking confusion <laughs> but on the other hand i do think there's a lot of strong examples like for example the the costume shop owner where he just hates you for no reason and you like very much understand his hatred for you and then you go you know like like maybe the dream sequence that i said about talked about earlier about you know seeing his wife and stuff like that and you're in your dreams like you might have actually killed him and you're mm-hmm. just trying to like you know i can imagine the scene where like he was at the graveyard and he's crying and he comes to give him the time piece and uh, yeah he like slightly smiles and that's like that's good to me. That's a good enough backstory for me to care about the the costume shop owner. That that I'll agree with. That I think was mm-hmm. really well done. I think when there was like when there were those characters with those powerful emotional connections yeah. to Dropsy one way or another, I think mm-hmm. it kind of it shined through. I just think all of the secondary characters yeah. fell completely flat because of that. With yeah. the exception of maybe like the lady who was singing at the church or the homeless lady. Yeah. Had, like <laughs> there was like an interesting story there. Um Yeah. But for the most part, the characters just kind of didn't oh. ring through with me. I think a lot of it is just cute stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I thought it was super cute when, um, when you you the old lady wants this old homeless lady wants a sandwich. No wonder there's so many homeless people. There's only one apartment complex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she wants a sandwich or something to eat. Which I tried. I I received a tomato, and she's like, mm-hmm. "I'm hungry," and I try and give her a tomato. That bitch won't eat the tomato. I'm like. You can't be picky at this stage in the game. You know? <laughs> Anyways, I got her a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. And um she she like thanks you when she falls asleep and she like gives you a bed to sleep on to time travel and stuff like that. <laughs> to time travel. <laughs> I mean, like I guess time travel. You're Sleeping actually is kind of just time going travel. to sleep though. Like Yeah. Yeah. Sleeping is time travel in this game. Yeah, but then she draws okay. a little she draws a little picture of your smiling face on the wall yeah that's sweet that's nice that, I like think... i said the exception being the homeless lady and the lady in the church uh, <laughs> and the costume shop are... owner and the costume shop owner and your dad <laughs> and... well i don't consider him a secondary character <laughs> oh okay all right, all right we're talking second. okay all right that's fair enough yeah um yeah so i think that um i there's something really cool about the game if you've never played it where um this is just a super super small thing whenever you hug a character and like solve their issues or you just walk up to them and hug them and it's just a freebie dropsy draws a picture of them in like shitty crayon <laughs> oh god crayons again and he posts <laughs> it by his he posts it by his bed and you get to like kind of just like click on them and just kind of look at them that's the kind of thing that i'm like if you had like did you really look at many of those pictures no, I'll be honest. I actually pretty much missed that those existed until like <gasps> five minutes before the game ended. And oh. I, I spent a little time looking at them then, but also the story was kind of heating up, so I yeah, I didn't. Yeah, but those are cool. Those are really cool. Like it's just subtle touches like that that make me uh, that make me really like this game. There's definitely there's more depth than you you initially see, just in terms of what's going on in the game yeah. for sure. 
So we've been talking a lot about Dropsy not being under, able to understand people, and at least for the first half of the game, they don't make that clear all why that is, because to the best of my knowledge, clowns can be perfectly intelligent people. So when <laughs> so you were going through the game for the, like, initially, what, like, what did you attribute that to? Like, why did you think Dropsy couldn't understand people, or why couldn't he read anything like that? Okay, are you, are you ready with the drum? Are you ready with the bumps? Yeah. Because he was dropsied on his head. Huh? Huh? You get, you get no fucking drums for that. <laughs> you get no, nothing. You get nothing. Um, for real, though, uh, I was, it was really confusing. I was, like, the beginning, I'm like, oh, he's just, he's, he's just special. You know, he, he probably has a intellectual disability or something like that. But mm. he, I, that's what, what my first guess was. Um, I didn't think he was like foreign or anything like that or like, because he had lived there for so long. So I'm like, Oh, he just, he just must not understand that. And he just must be like, you know, uh, uh, intellectually disabled or anything like that. That was my initial guess. I didn't really have too many others, but I also maybe thought that he, um, he just had an issue hearing maybe, Mm. or like of an issue, like with his sight because he, he has yellow eyes, so it's kind of like it's very like, oh, what, what is what is going on here with this poor clown? Uh, but yeah, what what did you think? I I was definitely in the 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 camp of he either has like an intellectual disability and or is foreign. I that, I thought that for a little bit at first, but then it the, the way that he interacted with people and his demeanor just didn't seem to fit with someone who was. I don't I don't even know. Something about it just didn't seem it didn't seem like he knew what was going on and just knew he couldn't understand people. It seemed like he just flat out didn't understand people. Like I I can't make those mental connections. Oh, so that's I definitely I was leaning more towards he probably has some sort of a disability. Um, yeah. which I thought was really interesting. Uh, yeah. turns out no. <laughs> turns out that's not it. <laughs> it's not it. It's not it. No. Um yeah, I guess I guess we can go into that. Um, so, when <laughs> p- picking the story back up, uh, waking up from from your slumber and then finding all the slander posters for you. Uh, before that, your dad is like, "Hey, I want to show you something." Unlocks this shed, and uh, through pictures, I think it's we can assume this that uh, you, him, and his mother, him and your mother, loved each other very much. Mm-hmm. And they were sitting on a field, and they shot saw a shooting star, and then they walked. They ran up to the shooting star, and inside was a metal container, like a very high technological metal ch- technological technical <laughs> metal thing. And they opened it up, and you were inside, little Dropsy, little baby Dropsy with his face paint on already. Yup, um, you good fucking twist. Superman your way into this game. Yeah, Superman that hoe. <laughs> anyways so uh obviously dropsy doesn't have a single reaction to this because he's dropsy and uh just goes to bed and whatever wakes up and then finds the slander so i missed that part obviously Mm. uh and then there's posters of him everywhere so he's going to the, the circus you don't really have many other options at this point in the game like to really do much else you yeah. walk to the circus and uh, he's put on a like a giant pedestal and it goes quiet. Like the game just goes absolutely quiet. 
made so much tension for me. I'm like, what is going to happen here? Um, three animals come up off of like separate pedestals from like under, you know, like from this like underground area. And they're all like rabid beasts and they're all versions of the animals that you played with. So there's like a giant, like twice your size bird, dog mm-hmm. and rat. And um, then a really nice cutscene plays like really good cutscene of um these animals are about to like devour dropsy and you see mr slumdog scorp millionaire like <laughs> rubbing his hands together and be like <laughs> yes and then everyone's like yeah because at this point the mr scorp is like convinced everybody that dropsy's evil again yeah. and um with his slander and then it like changes tune and it plays this happy song and dropsy's like playing with the animals because he made friends with them which is hilarious and adorable and uh then mr fuckwad scorp uh takes a gun out and tries to shoot dropsy i assume but misses and shoots one of the animals and then makes a getaway Um, so here i want to ask because i i wasn't 100 percent clear on this but it really seemed like the three animals those are your animal companions right yeah i think so because they are not with you for the entire walk. Oh, to that yeah. <gasps> Which makes it really sad because he shoots That's the dog. And the dog sad. was like your friend the whole game. Yeah. yeah. It's fucked up. It's There's fucked this up, awesome. Man. Did you did you pee on any of the hydrants? Uh, Like four of them. The dog peed on like four yeah. of the hydrants. So whenever you like hug somebody, uh, Dropsy's dumb face comes on the screen and like a different <laughs> style. And he does his little arm wiggle and he does the, the Dropsy laugh. But when you pee on things as a dog, it, like, comes up with a very similar style. And it's just the dog, like, crossing his arms. And you're like, yeah, I did it whenever you pee on something. It's adorable. That was pretty good. I like that quite a bit. Heart wrench. Fucking heart wrench. Anyways. Yeah. So uh, everyone's like, get him, Dropsy. Go go pursue him. And as you're running, they make you walk across the whole map as all the characters that you played with tell you to go get him. Mm-hmm. which kind of upset me because it ruined the tension a little bit, but I still liked it. I uh, liked it because it seemed to be like the cops were looking for you and the escort people were looking for you, and it seemed like everyone that you had helped was like, I don't know where he is. I don't, I don't know. He's yeah. probably nowhere. And it seemed like they were covering for you, which was kind of a cool turnaround from the beginning of the game where everyone hates you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely pretty cool on that front. Um, so... He, uh, you find his like secret like hidden basement lair, and you find a lot of like posters about, you know, uh, there's I think he has like a painting of you and your dad's head like completely chopped off, which is really real fucked, fucked up. It's real fucked. Yeah, and you find like a bunch of different kind of like newspaper articles about the fire, and I think it's led to assume that he started the fire, but there's no confirmation that he did. Yeah, it's it's definitely still ambiguous, but it, it seems far too interested in the fire to not have done something with it. Yeah, not to be a prime suspect. So you go, you come out from that uh, that basement chamber, and you walk into this like large three pillared, like very um, what's that? What's that structure in um called? It's like it's got all the standing stones. Mm, a pyramid. No, 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 no. Uh, um uh, it's like really famous it's like people always think that the aliens stonehenge oh stonehenge yeah yeah it's like very stonehenge area and then there's like a portal to another world and uh you walk through the portal and you see a the, the mr s corp there on his knees and he's like very just like dilapidated and upset and he's in front of the statue that looks kind of like you 
I would say yeah, a decent I'd amount. I'd say it looks very much like you. It, dro- it looks Dropsian, <laughs> which is your alien race, Dropsian. <laughs> there um, you go. And uh, he he looks really upset. And then your only option is to like try and hug him. And uh, once you do, he gets up and he opens fire at you and he shoots you in the chest. And then you're like given up by or taken up by like some kind of like blind flashing light. And you walk up to a platform and there's like this giant society that you can see in the background. And it looks like a very advanced like um, society of, you know, these aliens. And then there's a throne and then there's your dad and then there's this like queen lady i'm guessing or you yes. know she's like a very high she looks high on the ranks of power and then was you that hug... your mom it didn't look like her but it might have been i think that's dropsy's biological mom okay and the mom that died in the fire is like dropsy's like was taking care of dropsy when he landed but dropsy's Earth. dad would wouldn't be his biological dad either right no couldn't have been so then why landed... is he there uh he must have gotten abducted as well i don't know that's interesting to think about yeah um i didn't think about that good point um so so you hug hug your biological mother i'm guessing and uh my favorite part of the game is you get an achievement called the longest hug ever because the game the hug doesn't end and the you know credits roll yeah so it's a fucking hard turn from the rest of the game Oh, definitely. It's and that's why I wanted to save it because I feel like this whole beginning of the game, all these thoughts are going through your head, all these like, you know, is what's men what's Dropsy's like deal? What's his deal? You know, why does he want to help all these people? But then you kind of figure out his true origins, and I think that's really interesting to save uh for this point. But Yeah, it what, definitely colors the way you look at everything that happened prior. So I think right. it is a good idea to have that discussion split up a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Behind the scenes. Uh, did you <laughs> did did you like the ending because i i i wanted the endings dick in my mouth <clears throat> what <coughs> what no not, nobody said that uh uh not really not really wow. not really i explained yourself that, okay well I, first off i didn't want it to stick in my mouth so oh. we were already on different levels but i it was interesting but that's about the most I can say for it. Like, I thought it was, they they built up something really interesting with the whole, like, you going to the circus and being betrayed by the, you know, escort slumdog millionaire, or escort millionaire, whatever, <laughs> being betrayed by that dude. Uh, like, there, there was some interesting stuff that happened, and then it went very, very off the rails. And I don't have a problem necessarily with stuff that's, like, mm-hmm. super fucking weird. I actually kind of like that sometimes. But the game didn't... <sighs> It didn't lean into it enough in, like, the earlier sections of the game, so it just felt out of fucking nowhere, mm. and I it didn't, like, bring me a real sense of closure. It didn't bring me, like, I it nothing necessarily connected with me. It was kind of neat, and it was definitely unexpected, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. Why, why. What about it drew you in so much? So initially... I didn't know how to feel about it. It was an ending that I got up off my seat. I walked away from it and I'm like, why? What the fuck? It was very, mm. it was very much the same that you're explaining. And like, but I still liked it even then. Um, I think a lot of the um, ideas 
come from theming in this game where there's i feel like there's a lot of morals that are some of them are subtle some of them are not very subtle of like don't judge a book by its cover because dropsy is such like a he's such an ugly clown like he really Mm. is and all these people like initially are just like you i don't like you because of people who have talked about you and like also like gossiping and rumoring and like how they can be wrong and stuff like that and it's got a lot of (coughs) like very like childlike childish not really childish i'd just call more like youth morals of being like hey don't don't be a bully and like don't judge a book by its cover yeah because they look weird doesn't mean that they're a bad person uh, Mm -hmm. which is cool Uh, i think that a lot of games don't touch on that very often uh especially for just like morals and games i guess but so i think that connects pretty directly with s corp guy because he's such like a he's just a cool guy like he's got his sunglasses on and like you know he he's 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 a millionaire i guess i don't know your bar for cool guy is pretty fucking low (laughs) well he starts off looking like i actually i actually kind of liked him when he started off when i thought he was a good guy did you think Mm. he was a good guy initially or did you really betray you i kind of figured he was a slime ball from like minute one because your first interaction with him is like you getting tackled to the ground by a cop and he's just with the cop and yeah but he says I, he's like no 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 get off get off of him that's that's not we don't arrest our friends well he doesn't say that he says <laughs> like i think i could use him to make money get off of him he doesn't say that he says oh, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well maybe you and i interpreted the pictures differently <laughs> <laughs> yeah but so here's my reasoning for the ending why i think it's cool and interesting is so dropsy's definitely looked at as the freak right and when uh he i feel like and also in the middle of this field like where you walk into the portal in the end you can walk to that zone in the beginning of the game and he's sitting there trying to figure something out like he has a really weird doodad and he's like using it and it's like spinning around and he's like just confused like there's a lot of question marks so Mm. clearly he's been trying to figure out how to get home for a while he he has come under the understanding that he's an alien um mm. and dropsy obviously hasn't because he's just a buffoon uh <laughs> that somehow you know he's created he's obtained this this knowledge and information uh and i think his plan was is he wanted to take out dropsy before he left why i'm not sure it doesn't make a whole lot of sense maybe just like you know because he thought of him as inferior or you know because they're, I believe they are of the same kind of race of alien. Because I think they both have yellow eyes. I think he has yellow teeth as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely not as fat. But <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's I think this is the big twist that I that I drew to myself to a conclusion is that when he opens this portal, right? So he's like, I'm finally going home to my people. Um, he opens it up and sees the the fat statue that looks like Dropsy. And he's mm-hmm. upset because I think he realizes that the people that he thought were, were his were dropsies. And in this world, he's the freak. Like, he's the outcast of, of uh, like, dropsies what normal people look like. And he looks weird. And mm-hmm. I think he's disappointed by that. And I think he gets frustrated that, you know, dropsies the, the normal there and where he calls home and he gets angry and shoots him. Mm-hmm. And uh, some somehow they absorb him, and uh, 
you know, he's he's brought back home where everybody kind of looks like him. I think you might be right. Like, I, I don't see any reason why you're necessarily wrong. I think mm-hmm. um, the his, like, S-Corp guy's motivation doesn't necessarily click with me for why he wanted Dropsy dead in the first place. Yeah, that one's that one's a little tough. That one I'm not sure about. But I, I'm pretty solid thinking in the fact that when he sees that statue, he realizes that, like, in the in on Earth, he's he's normal, like he looks like everybody else. But in his original homeworld, he only he's the different one. Yeah, I think that that is fair, and that is that is a cool twist for the game, and that is a cool thing to um, like present at the end. There, I think they handled that relatively well. Uh, again, I it it wasn't super clear, but I don't think they were trying to make it very clear. I think they were no. trying to make you think about it more. So I guess that's fair. Maybe part of my disappointment in the ending isn't necessarily that it was done poorly or that it was super out of left field, but that I I was really hoping the game would tackle these bigger themes and ideas from a different perspective. Because I think that's what they had the ability to do with the setup of the game where you're playing as this outcast clown you're playing as potentially somebody who has uh, an intellectual disability and they could have like approaching these themes of like you know not judging a book by its cover approaching the themes of you know togetherness approaching all all those sorts of themes could be really powerful if they come at it from that angle mm-hmm. but they just took it such a weird way that all of that potential buildup was i think just it they didn't it didn't go anywhere with that it went to a totally different place which was still it within of its own right interesting but i felt like they had a potential to make a really cool impact and then made the decision not to and instead made the decision to go very hard into left field and yeah i i just don't think the beginning supported where they ended okay yeah i i can see that as a valid criticism um i think the i think the big twist that he wanted you to realize the developer or he or she or whatever whoever wrote this this ending mm-hmm. wanted you to realize is that the reason that he can't understand anything is because he's an alien and stuff like yeah. that and you know and that's cool and everything like that but uh yeah i i can come i can come to agreements with that i think there could be a combination of an ending that you're talking about like i'm not being like write that ending so i can judge no. it but you know i think totally. there's a cool combination of like he's an alien and the and wrapping it up nicely in a different way that could have been combined that would have been pretty cool i would have liked to seen him come back from like his like alien home and you know talk to the people or something like that but i don't know that's i kind of don't like that he was just a king when he came back i don't know if he was a king though i it seems like it because there's the empty throne and his parents standing on either side of it and when like you talk to the guards there's a crown above their like their thought bubble was a crown and it's like that you have to wonder though is because like if he must speak their language, though. You would think, but but there's no scene in the the game where he does. So no. it's you have to wonder if he was like, "Hey, we're gonna send you to Earth to like learn about these people, and then you'll come back like mm-hmm. eventually." But you know, maybe they forgot about him. I don't know. It's there's a lot of interesting. Also, Alex, I w- I kept forgetting to mention this to you. Very important for the game's story and uh, almost everything. But this game's getting DLC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did hear about that. Okay, yeah. So there's like a beach area that's like closed off and um, you can't go into it. I heard that. Oh, I did tell you about this. The art's all the way done, but the programming isn't. 
Um, mm. So I'm looking forward to it. I read somewhere that he was going to reveal the origins of Mr. S-Corp Slumdog Millionaire. So I'd be excited to figure out what he has to say. And maybe he'll give you a, maybe he'll give you a wrap up that you wanted. Who knows? Maybe. It is definitely possible that they could take the story some way or highlight something and it would completely change my opinion of the ending. Um, I mean, at some point, how worthwhile is it to retcon a story afterwards? Does that like really affect my impressions of it initially? That's, totally remains to be seen that i generally tend to appreciate that less than if it was just done the way that i you know the way that i would have enjoyed initially but again it's an artistic choice i can't fault him for doing it that way it just didn't click with me the way i wanted it to of course i understand that um so i think we're gonna transition into some mechanic questions here we talked mm-hmm. a lot about the game story themes all that kind of stuff um and it also goes along with you know, did you was the, was were the puzzles frustrating enough for you to not be immersed in the story uh, during that time of frustration? Because we both had it. I had it. Alex, you had it, right? Oh yeah, we were yeah. messaging each other on Steam while playing it at the same time. <laughs> I actually, I wish I could. Damn, I don't have Steam open to conserve my like data to make sure that we're clear on each other. But like, I want to <laughs> go back and look at our Steam chat history. That's like, did I can find the handle? No, wait, I think I figured it out. <laughs> Yeah, no, I figured it out. Nope, that wasn't it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to look at a fucking guide. And uh, that's what we both did a little bit of. I did. I think I looked at a guide, like a full guide, like two or three times. I'd like read it and then it closed out and be like, no, 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 no. I want to read the rest of it. I can figure it out (laughs) on my own. But, you know, you always, you always read it. You know, you read it, you guys. I know you guys at home. You saw it at the bottom. You know. You you saw it at the bottom, you dirty little hint (laughs) reader. (laughs) <laughs> Jesus. But, uh, we gotta set up like a minimum distance you can be from your mic at all times <laughs> did you uh did you did you did do you think using that guides and hints help or hurt dropsy as a game experience i think my opinions on that have changed drastically over my life because when i was younger you know and i was playing games as well i was 13 it was like oh, i can't figure this out if I use a guide, I'm a shit monster. I'm the worst person. I'm garbage. Um, so I never did. Like, pretty much never. Never bought a strategy guide. Uh, I mean, that's not true. I think I own the Never Oblivion bought a Prima? Guide. Never bought a Prima. But, uh, Fuck a Prima. Like, I, you know, if I looked up things online, it would be cheat codes for games. I, I, I wanted that quote-unquote pure game experience. Um, mm-hmm. I'm older now, as it turns out, and free time <laughs> is slightly less abundant uh, that's not to say that I don't have any free time, but I no longer have, you know, eight hours a day every day to do nothing but play video games. Mm-hmm. So I I think I've kind of come around to the point where if I'm getting frustrated, but I do want to finish the game, if, you know, I'll, I'll try walking away, which again, we didn't really have the option to do because of time constraints. But I think using that guide, I think it actually helped the experience because... It gave me the ability to not be as frustrated with the game. Like, when I felt myself getting to the point where I would no longer be enjoying it, Mm -hmm. I could look at that guide, and then I could, you know, get... Usually, I just got, like, a light hint. It didn't say, hey, go get this item and click on this dude. It was like, hey, you're going to need an item from this area, or hey, you'll need to talk to this person, and that gave me a direction to go. Uh, And that that really helped me stay clear-headed and enjoy the game for what it was, as opposed to my frustration with it basically right which i do think have you ever played um machinarium 
No. It's another adventure game. We'll probably never play it. It's actually kind of feels similar. Uh, you play as like a robot that's just kind of looking to looking to go somewhere. He's always got a reason, but they don't talk in text either. I think they talk through animations though. Uh, like right. They have separate animations and bubbles. But something that I really think Dropsy could have benefited from in some ways, like only on the main story quests, where in that game you play a like mini game that takes some time. It's like a it's like a Space Invaders or some kind of game like that mini game mm-hmm. where if you do it, it unlocks a hint for you. Um, so mm-hmm. it's not directly giving you the hint. It's making you do something to receive the hint, uh, but that, that'll help you solve the future puzzle. It's an interesting and I think, concept. Yeah, and I think building that into an adventure game is somewhat important because I don't think all of us do have the time or the desire to just sit there and be like, well, if I have this item and this item and I go to this place, do I get it or do I? It's, it's some of us click, don't click, find click, that fun. Click, 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 click. Nope. Yeah. I tried all my items on him. Let's go three <laughs> feet to the right and try it on that dude. Yeah. And because I like that. And sometimes I like that when I have time to just like chill out and just play it and talk to my friends. But sometimes that's not the case. And sometimes I just want the story to be over or like, you know, it's sometimes I just want it to go. And I think creating something where I can do an alternate activity that's not directly hindering my game experience is good. And I mm. enjoyed that in Machinarium. Uh, and I think that kind of mechanic would bode well for this game, but not in certain ways. So I think it would be really hard to build it in. But yeah. I think it's interesting to point to bring up as far as like adventure games as a whole and being able to use hints or strategy guides because... It would have if I would have played Dropsy with no hints or strategy guides. My we wouldn't be recording this for a long time because we wouldn't have beaten it. <laughs> that's yeah, that's very very true, and I think there's something to be said for that. And I think um, kind of bouncing off of that point, tangentially related, there's there's something I noticed when we were playing the fall last week and I was playing Dropsy this week that I I still sort of dislike using those you know guides to get a hint, but you do get yeah. that hint and then. The thing about adventure games that I like and that I think Dropsy actually did really well at a lot of points was getting into the adventure game, I guess, groove is the way you would call it, where it really stuck on a puzzle and then like I would get that hint and it would allow me to say, oh, now I can get this item. And then immediately you'd realize, well, this item can be used for that person and then that person will interact with that person and you start to just like knock puzzles down like dominoes. And that feels really good when you're doing that. You feel like you're solving puzzles you feel like you're progressing at a quick rate and i think guides help you get to those interesting parts mm-hmm. i think maybe it makes them slightly less rewarding but i think that was some that was an area where dropsy kind of shined was relieving that frustration by giving you a key to unlock four or five other puzzles before you would run into something that was different again right and i so what i like about uh, dropsy's puzzles is the um Wow, I just I just drew a total blank. Professionalism, <laughs> professionalism. Hey. Uh, one thing that I I did like that's not what I was about to say is that there's no combining items. I hate combining items in mm. in adventure games. That kind of that's... stuff just like gets me so annoyed. It says you <laughs> just end up dragging because you don't know what goes what with what. Like, yeah. <laughs> imagine if that game had combining and you're like, uh. I have a broken handle and some string. I don't know. I have this <laughs> and that. I it just it would have just really upset me. So yeah, I I think there's a lot of good puzzles in the game. Um, one of the style of puzzles that I liked in the game and the adventure gamey feel 
that was like a cool something that felt not new but like it was implemented well was contained puzzles uh so in there's a scene where you get driven to the junkyard by your dad on a sweet motorcycle sweet hog um (laughs) but the gate is closed behind you so you can't go back into the world you have all the items necessary to be in that junkyard but you can't leave so all and then there's a puzzle behind the junkyard so the whole puzzle of the junkyard is contained within about four or three screens so you don't need to worry about like oh is there an item in the other zone or do i have to leave here it's like no the puzzle's within these four screens and you can figure it out within these four screens and i think that's a really good tactic for making Mm -hmm. puzzles an adventure game you still get the rewarding feeling of solving something but you don't have to second guess yourself and walk on the other side of the map for some item that's like you would have never guessed would have gone with it Mm -hmm. that was but it does make it easier really good it makes it a lot easier but i i don't again i I don't have as much of a problem with that as maybe i would have when i was younger and had a lot more time and this is an easy game for babies no like it was still a difficult game but i those self-contained puzzles like you were talking about it just it felt better to be able to look at everything and know like hey this is this is my workbench this is what i have to work with i have to fix this and right as opposed to being like all right this is my workbench but also if it's not on this one it could be on 50 other workbenches right <laughs> and at some point that's just like well go fuck yourself game yeah um, <laughs> pretty much <laughs> kind of bouncing off of that uh, something i was thinking about did, did you feel like dropsy as a game like not not even as a game dropsy the story that they were trying to tell mm-hmm. the narrative of dropsy did that benefit from being an adventure game like because we've we've played a lot of games you know at, well, we've played a couple of games for this podcast um, in history we've played a lot of games <laughs> in history we've played a lot of games and i think some games like specifically looking back papers please really really benefited from the format of what they were you know how the game was played to yeah. what like the point they were trying to get across do you think dropsy did that or do you think the gameplay was kind of tacked on to the story i think uh it benefited from it very well uh i think there's a lot of ways that and i think this comes down to personal enjoyment because mm-hmm. what i personally enjoyed about dropsy was that i got to spend time in this world that i enjoyed I got to put headphones down or headphones up. I'm muted just like life things like my phone and like, you know, steam or anything like that. And I just enjoy. Oh, by the way, guys, this game has fucking wonderful music. So good. It's <laughs> music all is pretty good. It's all like live recorded. And um, it's got a lot of like kind of jazzy feels. The theming for it is so good. Like, I wish I would have talked about it earlier because it's it's. It's solid, but also looking up the soundtrack on Spotify, those songs have some dope ass names. Oh, they're hilarious! They're I love so good. I, I'm trying to remember any of them, but Clown also breath? I just pulled it open. Clown breath variation <laughs> two, clown Ooh. breath variation three. Clown breath variation three is my favorite. Absolutely favorite. I was gonna it's... ask you, can you sing your favorite song? Oh, absolutely not. I definitely cannot. <laughs> my my favorite song is the one that goes boop 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 boop. Do you know that one? Yeah. So, like, these, they're so good. Home is where the pulmonary artery is. Uh, slightly ominous theme heard while waking up. Waltz of impending doom. Kierkegaard's fire. These clown shoes are made for walking. My, my favorite is Home is where the hurt is. That was a very specifically sad song. Yeah. I don't remember it's... when that plays. I don't either. Huh. 
Last of the Lonely Tumbleweeds. Oh shit, I'm I'm an oh, asshole. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Turn this shit up. We can just jam out for a while, man. <laughs> hey, clown breath variation four though. Whew. Tell you what. Oh man. Oh man. So good. Or three. I don't remember which one it was. It was one of the good ones. Good names. Good names on those songs. Good yeah. music. Good music. Contained within those songs. Yeah. So to connect back to what I was saying, uh, <laughs> The world was, I could shut everything down and just enjoy the world that I was in. And I think mm. the genre of adventure games let me enjoy the world that I was in. Um, mainly just because if it was any other genre, if it was just strictly like a somehow a puzzle game, I don't know how it could be a puzzle game. Mm. Strictly, I don't think I would enjoy it as much. Um, just because of the way that you could just kind of like walk around and like to talk to these people. Um I don't really know what else game it could be and tell the same story, you know, unless it was a first-person shooter, of course, and that makes oh, sense. Oh, well, obviously. I mean, that's what <laughs> it would have been if the AAA developers had had their way. And fucking um, AAA developers. Exactly. I know nothing about game development. I'm not going to purport to, so <laughs> it, that might not be how it works. But That was uh, just, like, me pretending to be, like, like a shitty kid online. <laughs> yeah, pretending. Um, <laughs> Ooh, I no, need some I aloe. Alex, I need some aloe for that part. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think you're right that it it does allow you to live in the world, and I think that was that was cool. And I think the idea of like winning over the townsfolk it it suits itself well to an adventure game format because of the going back and forth that you do. But I, something about it like that. Maybe it was the fact that people were so easy to get back on your side. Uh, you yeah. give a girl flowers and she forgets that she thinks you burned your mother to death. So <laughs> it's like it it almost took me out of the world a little bit. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that could just also be due to length. Like, what if you gave her flowers and she had like a bar above her head and she's like, mm, you're all right. And then you had to like also do something else for her. But then that would just seem like you're doing too much no, for her. Yeah, it would be, hmm. it would start to get pretty shitty pretty quickly. I don't think yeah. making it like making the tasks longer would have really resolved my mm. issue with it. And I think you're right. Like I, the adventure game format really does force you to live in the world because you have to be going back and forth. You have to be continually interacting. So, I mean, I guess in that regard, it probably did benefit from it. Yeah. It's so hard to disassociate whether it's useful from the fact that I just don't like point-and-click adventure games that much. Yeah, I mean, that could totally be it, that you just, like, it's like, I mean, if somehow it could be a movie, like, would you think you would, like, enjoy, like, watching Dropsy more than, like, actually playing it? You know uh, what I mean? Like, it, see, the thing about that is that I think the story of Dropsy was actually pretty bad for the first half of the game. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was so open that it just, like, mm -hmm. I just, there wasn't much of the story. I mean, until your dad gets sick, it's pretty freeform. Yeah. Even when your dad gets sick, like, you, I don't know, something, it just, nothing compelled me about this story in the first half of the game. It felt like mm -hmm. it was just there so that you could experience the world, but it felt like, not wasted time. Wasted time is the wrong word because I understand what they were trying to do and I think they did it with like forcing you to interact with everything. Yeah. It just felt like there should have been more going on. Okay. It yeah, felt I'll... like if you were to script out the story, it would have been, you know, a page at most. Yeah, that's true. And hmm, that's interesting. 
I think a lot of the story, and I think this is becoming a very popular story format for a lot of games that want to create mystery, is mm-hmm. they hide so much of their story. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to reveal something that I, I'm very ashamed about, but I enjoy the hidden backstories of like the five nights at freddy's games like i like that kind of shit like i don't like the actual game of just being like i got jump scared like just like that kind of like shitty stuff i mean i kind of like it but whatever anyways Mm. but there's a lot of like good backstory in that game that's like oh it's like all these you know uh haunted animatronics and all this interesting stuff's going on and i think hiding story in games that are like like backstories and stuff like that is interesting. I don't, I'm, I'm just so you guys know, I'm not comparing these two at all. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a style of like, it's just that they're very similar. <laughs> and I just think there's a lot of, if you were to write out the plot of dropsy, if you were to only play dropsy, start to finish just doing the story mm-hmm. quest, everything that was necessary to finish the story. I agree with you. It would be a week story and it wouldn't have a whole lot of content but i think the fact that there's so many hidden uh elements where um you know you can kind of find some alien origins of dropsy it's never confirmed but like you can kind of figure out some things like that especially Mm -hmm. in that like world that like uh cave of like you know structure you know of like all those obelisks and stuff like that Mm -hmm. i know there's a couple hints in there um, there's like the dropsy statue where he's like all metal and stuff like that. And like, why would that be a thing? Um, there's a yeah. lot of like cool things that are hidden within the basic story. Um, and I think that's kind of like growing to be something that's yes. more relevant. I, I agree. I agree that there are cool things. And I, I, I do like that format. Like it probably is coming off. Like I don't like the format of hiding things because of yeah. that. Like I, I think uh, not to use this example too much, but I do think Dark Souls did a really good job of this because you can get the narrative of the game, sort of, but to really get the narrative of the game, you have to interact with like everyone and you have to read item descriptions. And even yeah. then the world building is like, you have to piece together some weird things, but it ends up creating a really interesting world and an interesting yeah. story for why you're there and all that. And I, mm. I love that. And it drops the, I don't, it, it just felt really... I think it was just that the story that you were putting the pieces together to, I didn't find compelling. Like the whole, he's an alien and now S-Corp guys, like I didn't find that compelling. So I wasn't drawn to look for these pieces, which is very, like very likely just a personal thing. I don't think it's necessarily a failing of the story. I think it just didn't connect with me. Yeah. And that's, that's totally understandable. Like I didn't really connect with the fall that much. Um, Mm -hmm. I think like, that's kind of the same thing is it's just it just at this point in the in the conversation or I don't know if you really want to call it a debate of anything I think it just kind of falls down to personal taste of what we each like yeah I think you're probably right um, how many inanimate objects did you hug uh I hugged the tree <laughs> I hugged my car <laughs> oh shit I didn't hug my car dude you could totally hug your car uh, it had a face how did you not hug it I don't know I just always clicked on it I'm like Get, oh by the way guys you get a car in the middle of the game it's, oh yeah uh, fast travel good stuff that actually i really really like that yeah it's I cool think at the point when they gave it to you fuck yes fast travel yeah definitely i mean it, it's cool because it lets you explore the world uh beforehand 
mm-hmm. lets you understand all the connecting pieces of it. And then by the time that you um you get told by Mr. S Corp that you, Mr. Scorp that you wanna <laughs> that that he wants to be in your show, he gives you a company car. Which how many clowns get a company car unless it's a clown car? Not many though. That was pretty much a clown car to be fair. I guess so. It did have a face. I guess. <laughs> Truth, truth, uh, truth. But yeah, no, that was really cool. Uh, speaking of all the interesting parts of the world, there's like vampire hunters. Oh yeah, there's like that part island. <laughs> that that part I didn't quite. That one was too much for me. <laughs> that one was kind of weird. <laughs> it's just an island of vampire hunters. Yeah, they just don't like vampires. It's... I think there's some weird like socio like uh, some crazy social commentary that's probably in this game that we just it's just. Whoosh, spell i don't know if i'm willing to give it that Um, (laughs) it it might be the case but i don't know it seemed like they were just like hey vampire hunters is a weird thing this game's weird let's do it yeah that's Um, true it might be but who knows again maybe you'll fall on the beach dlc (laughs) maybe (laughs) maybe Maybe dropsy will get attacked by a uh, vampire maybe dropsy's people were the vampires you know (sighs) Maybe the entire ending is a metaphor for death. I, I, no. Look, it's possible. That happens a lot in everything. Maybe Dropsy actually died in the circus fire at the beginning of the game, and this is all just his redemption story so he can make it to heaven. Maybe every game we play is a religious allegory, Duncan. Ah! (laughs) Religion! ah, Illuminati! Um, I don't really think there's too much else I, I really want to talk about. I mean, there's, I feel like there's a couple of things just about like the music that I just really love of like how well it transitions in between each track when you, the only thing is like, sometimes you get really into the music and then it just, it just cuts off and switches songs and that kind of like triggers me. But, you know, I still think it was, it was good transitions in between the songs and the locations. And every time you like visited a location it definitely set the mood, um, that was for really sure. Cool. I don't. I don't. The transitions. I think. I. I wonder actually if I was paying more attention to this. I don't know if the transitions were really good or if the songs were just all in such a unique but similar style that they blended into each other really well. Yeah, that that's that's more so what it is. That's what I, I guess. That's what I meant by tra- not like the physical like music transition, but the yeah. feeling like when because there's a couple different songs where I think the town is like this very jazzy like groove. It's like you want to you want to give us a bit of that. I wish I had a sax to show you. It's like very like like that kind of just like nice, really right. nice, gentle feeling. But then you walk to the the west, I think, towards the vampire island, and it it gets like really like kind of like it, it goes upbeat. You know that song goes like do 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 Yep. You know that one. Yep. Yeah. So it like transitions to that one, and it's like it's not they're different styles, but like. You're like, oh, well, I'm in this like different area, and it puts you in a different mindset. And I guess that's just to speak to all video game music, but like this one hit me hard. Where like I was actually at work today, and I had the soundtrack on, and I was like, I just, I don't know, it just I I had good feelings, I had good vibes about the soundtrack. It's gonna stick yeah. with me. It was it was a good soundtrack, and I think there is something to be said for you know. I think it was one guy did all of the music. Yeah, yeah, he so outsourced. It, yeah, so I mean, it was. It's pretty good, and it all—it felt very unified. I guess is maybe the way that I would say. It. Like it all yeah. felt like it—it it had the same sort of same 
theme behind a lot of the music, but it was also very different. Um, it felt like it was done by one dude. Yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that. I think it helped hold the game together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's also some cassette tapes you pick up throughout the game. Those are... Those that was a thing. That was a thing. It wasn't much of it. What I really wish... I wish you could have picked up a drop... Like a... <laughs> I almost called it a drop box, like a beat <laughs> box. And like, uh, you could have put the cassette tapes in and like walked around playing those because yeah. you can like play them in cassette tapes, but like, you're never going to just play it in a cassette tape and just sit there and listen to the music. Like you want to mm-hmm. be playing it. They, they were kind of weak. I liked them yeah. a lot. Cause it was like kind of cool. Cause I, when I played the game before I did like go through them and like try and find weird ones. There's a couple of really weird ones. Did you totally. find like the Satan one? Yeah. Yeah, that one was fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> there's like there's some super weird music on those cassette tapes, but you're right. Yeah. Like I I found them and I listened to most of them for like five seconds before exactly. I had to leave the area. So yeah. it, it's it would have benefited from like dropsy finding a walkman in the middle of the fucking Oh, you walk I just for some reason I can just imagine with like walking around with the beatbox, like you know, I like, can see that. Over the shoulder kind of thing, and he's just mm. like you know. He's got sunglasses on, gangster. Oh, it yeah. What drops you really needed was some was some uh DLC for different costumes. Mm. You know? Yeah, I'd pay money for hats. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay money for hats. Yep. <laughs> it's like you thought about that one for a while. You're like, do I want to talk shit? Yeah, I'll talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, beautiful. So yeah, I think um, I think that comes to the end of our questions. We want to maybe give like a, a closing thought each ten out about see how we felt. Ten out of ten. No, nah, damn. It's like a nine out of ten for me. It's a good. I don't want to start giving numerical ratings on this podcast, but definitely I, don't. No, no, I, I hate numerical ratings, but I really like this game. It's a game that's gonna stick with me. Um, I'm probably gonna reference it if we ever play another adventure game, uh, mm. and why all the other ones are garbage and this one's the best. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um that was, that was that was satirical for those of you who don't who didn't realize that uh <laughs> i don't know if it was satire i think you were just being sarcastic oh <laughs> there we go that's the word i'm looking for and that's Found why it. i'm the smartest on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> um but i think it's a game that's that was really smart really well done gave me a lot of feelings even though i don't resonate with the illiterate clown alien at all um <laughs> really was... that's crazy because it landed perfectly with me i felt uh, like i was dropsy hmm. i thought you were about to like lay a, another sick burn on me and that didn't no. deliver me aloe and be like oh really because i kind of thought you were a mentally disabled clown oh, that's interesting uh, man <laughs> i missed my shot on that one damn yeah you did <laughs> but yeah you um so generally speaking you like dropsy i i do it's my new skype profile picture yeah, it is. It's, with his little it is. little arms waving around. Uh, man, in contrast to that, uh, I think Dropsy was an adventure game that did a lot of things right and took a lot of cool risks and chances, especially in like like Duncan was saying, the characterization. I think the music was fantastic. I think the puzzles sometimes worked and sometimes didn't, but that's yeah. adventure games for you. Yeah. I think it definitely did not connect with me. I would not. Um, I I probably wouldn't play it again i don't hold it in like super high esteem i don't think it was a bad game i think it is a a game for a specific audience i'm glad i played it because it's so far outside of what i would normally play i think Mm -hmm. it gives me you know a cool new perspective but i you know 
the adventure game format combined with the fact the story didn't draw me in i i would say generally speaking dropsy was it it, it would fall in like a mediocre list for me like it was it did mm-hmm. cool things it, i'm glad it exists because i think it is a neat game it's just not the game for me <laughs> you okay some tissues. You didn't make fucking Dropsy, all right? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you made Dropsy and you're listening, I'm sorry. Uh, I tried to be nice. You're right. If they made it this far, they're obviously interested in, Clearly. in you. Then they were yeah. they're cool. Yeah. So all right. That's that's our that's our show. Thank you for thank you for listening. Um, again, Dropsy was the game. If you just somehow skip to a minute twenty nine and are like, "Well, this seems like a good idea." Uh, it was Dropsy developed by Tendershoot, a Jolly Corpse published by Devolver Digital Games, released on September tenth, two thousand fifteen, for ten dollars on PC, OS X, Linux, iOS, and Android. Um, great, great game. Uh, yeah. In my opinion. Did we get the price in there? I wasn't listening. Yeah, yeah, ten bucks. You were, you weren't listening because I was that's not you. listening. I mean, uh, you know, that's what I do. That's what you do. Hey, follow us on Twitter. We, yeah. we have a Twitter now. We made one. Thoughts from P1. Is that how we ask people? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I we named it, it. It's at thoughts from P1. Look, at, we're not good at Twitter, and realistically, no. we're just going to tweet when we have new episodes out. But follow us on Twitter anyway, because you don't know our ego a bit. Come on. I'll post out. some cool, cool dropsy art. Post some dank memes. I'll post some memes. There we uh, go. <laughs> and um, we do have an email as well. Thoughts from player one, all spelt out in words. We'll put it in the description at gmail.com. You can let us know if you have any more lengthy criticisms for us. Or, you know, if you want to just, if you just want to talk to us, I'll talk to yeah. you. I'll be your friend. Uh, and Drop you can us leave a line. us. Yeah. And if you want to leave us a more formal review, you can leave it on the iTunes. Or I don't know, does Podbean does reviews? Uh, I don't think so. Definitely <laughs> iTunes. Review us on iTunes if you're going to do it. iTunes? Everyone. iTunes. <laughs> uh, iTunes is where all reviews begin and end and where podcasts live and die. So that's that's yeah. the important one. That's um, the important one. And that's yeah. that's how we're going to we're going to do that now. We're going to push ourselves as a hot new item. So help us out here. Be cool. That Just was so you guys know, I licked my finger and I touched the mic. Nice. Don't nice. do that. You get your mic all wet and gross. Mm. I tried. <laughs> next week. Anyway, next week we're playing Alex, you go ahead. All right, where's my drum roll? Next week, we're playing Firewatch. Woo! Uh, Firewatch is a really popular game. I was just looking it up. It was, I think, the number one game downloaded on the PlayStation Store a couple of months ago. Um, It's a single-player first-person mystery set in the Wyoming wilderness where your only emotional lifeline is the person on the other end of the handheld radio. Um, Is the other person a clown? With probably, uh, probably. <laughs> Who knows? I haven't played it. Uh, this is the game I'm really excited for. I've been wanting mm-hmm. and meeting to play this for a while. You play it's like a park ranger, so hopefully that'll be super interesting, and we'll get a lot of good discussion. And hopefully, you guys can join us and have a good time. And with that, Duncan, you want to hit us with that closer? Ooh, I don't remember it. Oh Hold my on. fucking on, god, Duncan. This is your opportunity to close. I was no, 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 no. finally going to give it to you. Ah, shit. What was it? Oh, oh, you... oh. No. Thanks for doing business with us. It, mm. it was a pleasure doing business. Biz- business. 
casual. Business happened. <laughs> Business casual Fridays. Casual and today was Casual Friday, so that struck a good chord. I got to wear jeans and a t-shirt. It was dope. I get jeans on Fridays, but everything else is business cash. Oh, uh, you can't do a t-shirt? No. There's this uh, guy at my work who just like fights really hard for shorts. Like he was mm. like he like came up to me one day and he like ta- he like grabbed me on the shoulder aggressively. He's like, hey, we can- <laughs> I hope no one I work with listens to this. He's like, we can it. we can wear shorts now. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, I just kind of wear pants. That's just kind of my groove. But he was like real pumped about it. Do you I, like? Do you ever see customers face to face? No, no. We're always on the, the fuck. We're always on the phone. Yeah. Your dress code should be like not totally naked. That should be your dress code. <laughs> People wear like blankets and shit all around. It's so confusing. It's weird. That's it's, weird. It's like just in case some like big wig comes in and is like, mm, you're wearing a t-shirt. Mm. Mm, I don't like that because what if? I guess I see you. Oh no! <laughs> like that. What the fuck? I don't. Dress codes yeah. are dumb. Business casuals dumb. If anyone from my work is listening, it's like a really good dress code though, and I love the environment. So I'm really, I'm just glad to be there. I'm just glad to be a part of the team. Yeah, me too. If anyone from my work is listening, I love you, and I, I totally don't slack off. I really. If anyone don't. from Duncan's work is listening, he just private messaged me right now, and I think it says. Everyone in my work can suck a fat D. What up, bitches? <laughs> so I don't know what to do with that. But it also says I'm wearing shorts on Monday. So <laughs> I guess watch out for that one, guys. Watch out for that one. <laughs> Alex, you're you're a funny guy. You're, I should do my best. You should you should make a podcast. I thought about it, but then when I actually tried to make a podcast, it was shit. So I didn't. Oh, are you talking about this one? No, never. Oh, no. oh, oh! Is everyone Total, are we gonna make no, everyone? No. Are we gonna make our twenty-eight fans hunt for your other podcast? Which I don't hunt? Have another podcast? Which hunt? Burn, Alex! Look, Burn it look, to the ground! It's uh, it's good. We're good. Let's fucking let's end this. Let's close this episode. Anyway, yeah. let's try that again. Duncan, you want to hit him with that closer? It was nice doing business with you. All right, we out on that note. We out.